Hi. <laughs> hey, um, this is the beginning of a very exciting mini series. We are going inside the Speaker Sisterhood. That's right. For the next five weeks, I have a special series I put together for you to learn all about the women who comprise the Speaker Sisterhood. And right now, you are listening to the Claim the Stage podcast. This podcast is all about public speaking, helping women to discover, awaken, and create their voice through this art. And I'm Angela Lucier. I am your host. I'm also the CEO and founder of the Speaker Sisterhood, and I've had the pleasure of building this thing over the last year and a half, and it has been the coolest experience of my life, not only to be able to build this amazing offering for women, but also to be witness to the members as they grow and have these amazing breakthrough moments, and they make history in the clubs at every meeting. It is so incredible because we get to watch their, their lives change as they give a speech, as they share something with the world that they've never shared before. And if you're not familiar with the Speaker Sisterhood, let me give you a quick rundown of what I'm talking about. Because <laughs> if you're like, wait, I just tuned in. I've never heard of this in my life. Can you just tell me what you're talking about? I got you. So the Speaker Sisterhood is a network of public speaking clubs for women. We have um, a little over 20 right now, and we're in like 20 to 25 clubs at the moment. And our goal by the end of 2018 is to have 100 clubs and then in five years to have thousands of clubs because we recognize that this is such a huge skill for women, for everybody, especially for women who are looking to find their voice and build confidence and go out and lead or just be able to say what they want to say, right? Have you ever been in that situation where you feel like, man, if I... I wasn't so freaked out right now. I could say what I wanted to tell everybody. So I've, I have the pleasure of not only leading and founding the company, but also I lead two of the clubs, one in Northampton, Mass., and one in Amherst, Mass. And I get the chance to sit every other week with 15 women who are on this personal public speaking journey to not only build their skill set, but also to discover themselves. And that's the way that our curriculum is built. We believe that public speaking is not just a skill set, it's a tool for self-discovery. And so as I sit and I watch these women give speeches, my mind is continually blown. I'm like always left speechless at the end of a meeting, which is ironic given what I'm doing. But I, I feel like so honored to be able to see what they're going through, what they're learning about themselves. And I want, I wanted to share this with everybody. You know, I thought it's so cool that we have this confidential safe space, but maybe if I ask them nicely, <laughs> they will agree to being recorded and put on this podcast for the world to hear. So 10 of them said yes. And I get to feature them on this show and let you hear about why they chose the topics you're going to hear about. Then you'll get to actually hear the speech recorded in the meeting. And then we're going to do a little post interview so you can hear their reflections and what they learned and, you know, just what, what they're going through as a result of doing this really awesome work. So I'm really excited to share this with you. I'm going to kick off part one of Inside the Sisterhood miniseries right now with two people that I just totally love and adore, Beth Fairservice and Alicia Davis. 
uh, they, <laughs> I'm just going to let you listen to the interviews. I don't want to ruin it for you, but they're so incredible and I'm so, so honored to have them. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode and part one of the mini series. So I'm here with Alicia Davis before her speech, and we are going to chat a little bit about what she's going to be talking about here tonight. So Alicia, how long have you been a member of the Speaker Sisterhood? I have been a member since September of 2017. And how many speeches have you given? Oh, I would say, I think this was my um, probably th- uh, third or fourth. Okay. And Larger, longer one, longer one. I've done shorter ones. Like the featured seven minute speeches. Yes. Okay. And how old are you? Inquiry <laughs> minds want to know. I am 52. Okay. And which speech are you doing in the curriculum or are you kind of going off on your own? Well, it actually um, kind of corresponds to the truth uh, speech, and it was also uh, not exactly on that topic, but um, truth was a key part of the speech. What's the subject of your speech? So the subject, uh, I called it three words, and it's really about intention setting for 2018. And how I use uh, three words as holding the uh, the energy and the focus and the um, uh, just how I want to uh, be being uh, in 2018. And why and did so you my, choose this topic? Um, well, it was really relevant. We actually had a conversation about. Uh, vision boards a couple of weeks ago in the in the speaker sisterhood group and so what I always do at the beginning of the year is I I do these uh, I do these three words and I create some kind of a vision uh, page and I actually um, brought that as an example today it was actually uh, one of my longer term goals is to be a speaker on a TED or a TEDx stage and so my um, my club leader Pam uh, just said, okay, so, so why don't you tell us next, next time about that? And so she was, uh, kind of holding me accountable a little bit, which was awesome. Ah, I like it. Now, before your speech, how are you feeling about it in your body? Like what is, what's, what's it feel like moments before delivering it? You know, it feels, um, it, it feels great. And, um, I just feel really comfortable and uh, easy about it. I'm very excited about it. And why did you decide to say yes to being recorded for the podcast? Why not? <laughs> I mean, it's really I mean, part of part of my so part of my three words for this for this year are fearless, truth, and action. And so. Anytime now that I can step into something that I haven't done before. And one of the big things for me is to be able to 
uh, reach a broader audience. And so doing that on social media and podcasting and all of that, you know, yours or other people's or perhaps even my own someday soon, um, that's what I'm stepping into. And I wanted to support Speaker Sisterhood and you and get the word out. Cool. And if you um, could describe what it means to claim the stage in one word, which word would you pick? Present. Present. Why why present? Um, I think presence because um, I I really believe to be powerful um, in the impact that you need to be as fully present as possible. Uh, And I know you only said one word, but I think the other word would be service because it's also about really focusing on what the audience, you know, uh, how to support them in the best way possible. Yep. Love it. All right. Well, I just, I just, I just actually, I actually just heard a really great quote from apparently Snoop, Snoop Dogg said this and I had never heard it before. And I thought it was really cool, (laughs) which is, about speaking and it it was apparently um he said don't be nervous be in service yeah wow snoop dogg said that right (laughs) i love him apparently yeah yeah cool all right well thanks so much i'm looking forward to your speech me too thanks (laughs) thanks for the interview yeah Hello, Facebook world. This is my first Facebook Live video ever. I am scared to death, and I'm going to do it anyway. And I'm at Speaker Sisterhood in Springfield, my amazing Speaker Sisterhood group. How many of you have ever written a New Year's resolution? And how many of you have ever not followed through on a New Year's resolution. <laughs> Probably within a week or two weeks or a month, maybe, right? And so we are at the time of the year, in the beginning of the year, and last time when I spoke, I talked about thinking bigger, right? Thinking not goal setting, but vision setting. And so I have really tried to embody that. And what I said last time was that tonight, I would tell you about what my vision was for 2018. But I didn't want to just tell you about what my vision is for me. I wanted to offer you a potential way for you to look at and feel into what it is that you want and what it is that you want to intend for the coming year, if you haven't done that already. And the process is called three words. Has anybody heard of it? So I learned this a couple of years ago from a marketing guru uh, named Chris Brogan. And the idea of it is instead of having resolutions, it's about finding words, feeling into words, trying on words that are how you want your intention how you want your energy or your focus to be for that coming year. And then you use those words as your anchors, as your, as your, what you, what your touchstones. And you can 
last year I put them up on the fridge and I put them on my computer and my partner and I, you know, we shared each other with each other what they were. And so we reminded each other all the time about it. And it just kept us, no matter what we were doing, it was the undercurrent for us. So I wanted to share my three words. Fearless, truth, action. And I want to share with you why they're important. And what, <laughs> what we've been talking about as a method is this vision boarding. And before you get to vision boarding, what Kelly was talking about, you have to do the work to get to what it is that you want to see. And so this is for me to walk my talk as a coach, as a leader at Speaker Sisterhood, I got to get in the dirt and do it. And one of the getting in the dirt things is I've been saying for a year, I want to do more video. I want to do more podcasts. I want to be fearless to me means even though I'm standing here and feeling shaky, which is not my norm when I'm in front of people because I feel very comfortable and confident in front of people, you do it anyway. I do it anyway. I embrace that part of me. And when I do, when, when I was writing this and I really, I went back and forth between courage or fearless. And courage was like, okay, that feels okay. Fearless was like, yeah, I'm taking this on. And not in like a Wonder Woman kind of way, but in a, I'm standing up taller. It's like I put on like the outfit what, that you wear when you go to like a gala or an event, when you want to like look and feel and be your best and show up and shine. That's what fearless feels like to me. And true, so we were all inspired by Oprah, right, over the weekend. And what Oprah said, what I know for sure is that speaking your truth is the most powerful tool that we have. And I had already picked the word truth, so I was like, high five and Oprah. I was like, yes, you're talking about what I was already thinking. And then action, for me, I take action all the time. And I help my clients take action all the time. And I want my clients to be fearless. And I want my clients to know and speak and live into their truth. And what I also have done is I've stayed comfortable. I've taken action that has been moving me forward, helping my clients, helping the teams that I work with, and it's comfortable. And John F. Kennedy wrote, there are risks and cost to action, but there are far less than the long range, but sorry, but they are far less than the long range risks of comfortable inaction. And boy, did that resonate with me. And boy, did I not want to write that down. And I wrote it down. And so I wanted to finish today, and it ended up that I went last, and it seems perfect, because we talked about, we're talking about visioning, and we talked about vision boards. 
And I actually brought my vision page. And so I want to share that with you. And a couple of you will need to share because there's 10 and there's more than 10 of you. And I just want to show you this. So take a minute to put that around. And I guess I'll put it on Facebook Live for anybody that wants to see it. I'll put it as a download, PDF. And, and what Kelly said, so I have never done a vision board, even though I've, I, I mean, I've done them like in groups and small, but like to, for me to sit down and do it myself, I have not done it. And so what I started with was the words. And then what I did was I said, okay, well, I love Google images. I'm just going to go and I'm going to Google these words and I'm going to see what comes up and I'm going to see what looks and what I gravitate towards. <laughs> and so when I put in fearless, the first thing that I saw was be fearless in the pursuit of what sets your soul on fire. I want my soul to be on fire. I don't really know what that looks like. I really am not sure what that looks like. And I know that if I'm being fearless and I'm living into my truth and I'm taking action, that my soul is going to become more fiery for sure. And then all of these, so as I was just thinking about, okay, fearless, if I'm, if I'm fearless and if I'm speaking truth and if I'm taking action, this is, this is the vision of what I want to see. I want to be more of a speaker. I already speak. I love speaking. And I want to speak more. What I said last time here was that I want to speak on a TEDx stage. And that scares the crap out of me. I don't know if I can say that on Facebook, but I just did. <laughs> it scares me. I don't know what, what I want to say or if I even have anything that's worth hearing to say. That's my, that's my critic. That's my fear wanting to keep me quiet. And so if I'm being fearless and I'm speaking my truth, even if my voice shakes, which I found that and I said, yes, I love that. I would be doing more podcasts. I would be recording more meditations because I have a meditation series called Sound Bites for Serenity. I'm a featured artist or a featured teacher on Insight Timer, which is a meditation app. I have one meditation up there. It has been listened to over 10,000 times what? by people all over the world. And, I, and they give comments, and the comments are incredible. And for a year I've said, what if I put more of my meditations up there? Because more people would then be able to listen, and it would be helpful to them. And, but I haven't done it. I haven't taken action. I've thought it, but I haven't done it. So my other, my other pictures here, you know, being a speaker at TEDx, being an author, I don't know what I want to write about, but I'm going to author something this year. I'm a club leader for Speaker Sisterhood. I've got a club in Southington. I, and of course, as soon as I did this, I had the intention of having three more clubs. I had a, a call from someone. I'm having lunch with someone on Friday. I had a call from someone, and I'm meeting someone else this week. So I've got the potential for three more clubs that just popped up just like that. I want to create women's leadership coaching programs. I have an amazing colleague that I'm working with, and we're, we're bringing in women from Minneapolis who have done a program called In Her Element, which is transformational leadership for women, especially 
in corporate and in IT. And, and, you know, what you were talking about, Lori, around, you know, that, that leadership creation, like that so resonated with me. I love that. And so for me, being, being in groups of women is transformational. And, and it's, it's, it is life-changing. And it's where, and as I'm developing my brand and who I am, and I'm working with an amazing friend and colleague and coach, Jen Grace, She's helping me to really understand what all those words and what that feeling is. But for me, the power is in bringing women together. And when we come together in a group and we trust and respect and support each other, amazing things happen. We transform. We, we witness that. And so for me, to be part of Speaker Sisterhood, to be a club leader, maybe to be part of the leadership team at some point, doing something. It doesn't matter what. All of this, if I can stand in my truth, if I can live into my fearlessness, even when my voice is shaking, and if I take consistent action, you see the little girl on the bottom with the wings on? That's kind of what I feel like. Like my little girl is just going to fly. And the Arabian proverb here that, that under action of promise is a cloud. Fulfillment is the rain. For me, it's also about bringing in my creativity. And I don't know what that's going to look like yet either. So I would invite you to go through just sitting, it's driving your car, you're drinking your coffee in the morning, What's a word that comes to you? Or what's something that you see that you just gravitate towards? And see if choosing a word or two or three that are your, that become a guiding light, that become your intention that you go back to. If that's something that resonates for you, I hope that that is something that you will try. And if you do, can you put it on my Facebook page? since this is my first time doing Facebook Live. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Nice. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't even have any time that. Okay, Alicia, here we are a week after delivering your speech, and I want to know how to go. What did you think of your speech? Uh my speech ended up being uh, so scary and exciting and really, really changed me from the inside out. And it was, it, it was amazing. It was oh. really amazing. Okay. I have 400 follow-up questions. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean it changed you from the inside out? <laughs> well, I, <laughs> so, you know, my, my theme that I was talking about was my three words, my fearless truth and action. Yeah. And so as what happens in our speaker sisterhood groups is that we all help elevate and support each other into doing courageous things. And so a couple of weeks ago, one of our other club members got up and did a Facebook live of her speech. 
And I was like, yeah, oh, this is great. And um, last week, um, our club director, uh, Lenore, got up and Facebook lived her speech. And I was like, and part of her speech, um, part of what she was saying was she wanted to inspire by our other club leaders and um, and she was doing it for herself and, 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 and experience. And then I was sitting there and I was the one videotaping. I, I'm the one that apparently I've designated myself as the videotaper in our club <laughs> and holding her camera and doing it on the Facebook Live. And I was like, as soon as she said that, I was like, oh crap, this means that I need to get up there and do Facebook Live. And if I'm living into my truth and I'm being fearless and I'm taking action, I'm doing it tonight. Wow. So it, that was not planned. And as soon as I made that decision, like everything inside of me, like flipped all over the place. And like, I, I, I couldn't even believe I was saying it. And the reason that it was life changing for me is that as a coach and a speaker, I have been wanting to do more online and on Facebook live and uh, just podcasting and all of that kind of thing. And I have not been able to, um, either get enough support or motivate myself or break through the, the inner critic kind of gremlin stuff that happens when I think about it. And so when I did that, it was, it really was, I mean, I felt completely different when I finished that speech than I ever have about any speech that I've ever given. I just felt like I had just kind of broken open to a whole new level of vulnerability and, and, um, exposure in a really good way like okay so I don't know who's gonna see this and and that's kind of cool like how might this help people and then so over the whole week and then and then I um you know of course so it was on my Facebook page and then I I was watching the comments and whether it was friends or colleagues or uh, family members I got so much incredible supportive we want to hear more of this kind of stuff, feedback. I was like, wow. I mean, it just, it, it was just profound for me. Wow. So what did you learn about yourself as a result of diving into Facebook Live and being recorded on this podcast and giving that speech? Has anything, what, what did you learn? I'm sure there's a lot of lessons there. Well, I think that there's there's probably as you said before there's probably like 300 things but i think the um <laughs> i think the biggest thing that i'm really learning is to not let my fear stop me and and that's really what the fearless part is for me and that in that fear can come up in so many ways it can be doubting myself it can be really listening to that well you know, you don't have anything to say, really, you're not good enough. And so I think for me, it was just a whole new um, depth of understanding of what it means to be, uh, to, to have fear, and to do it anyway. And yeah. that I, and, and, and that I didn't die, that it was okay. You know, like I put this thing out in the world and, uh, you know, it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> People actually liked it. This is great. Yeah. Not only can you do it, but you didn't die and you got tons of support and encouragement from those around you. And I'm sure that that felt good. And it also showed you, hey, I could do this again. And that's yes. huge. Yes. And it was also, there were a few of the comments that said, you know, this was exactly the message that I needed at this time. It was, it was just so important for me to hear this. And so it also made a difference for people. And that's, that's the, 
that's the best part of the whole thing. Yes, absolutely. Is there anything you would say to women who are on the fence about doing this kind of work or joining the speaker sisterhood? Be fearless. I mean, really, it's um, the women that are part of my club. Uh, one woman described herself as it was her biggest phobia to speak. And, and um, you know, it, it's really about how to uh, be lovingly supported to expand outside your comfort zone in ways that you didn't even know were possible. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, just, and, 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 you know, make it easy on yourself, just go to a meeting and just, and just see and get a feel of it. And, and, you know, for some women it's the, it's right. And for some women it's not. And, you know, um, just try it and see what happens and make your own assessment once you, once you go and be in the amazing energy of it. Yeah. What would you say has been the biggest shift in your life as a result of being a member? Ooh, um, I would say uh, consistently stepping into leadership, uh, you know, both in, in being a club leader, uh, you know, being uh, able to, I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting more practice at being able to articulate more clearly and more succinctly uh, in a shorter period of time, which is part of my practice uh, and, and why I'm in the club. And it's also, um, I think, just the in- incredible depth of support. Like I've always surrounded myself with really um, amazing women. And so this this just is a whole nother level of um, support and connection and love and it just all of that makes such a profound difference in in my life and I think absolutely in the lives of the women that I'm in my groups with mm-hmm. well, thank you for sharing that is there anything you else you want to add about your speech or your experience with our listeners uh, well I would invite you to go to Facebook live <laughs> And uh, you can you can check it out if you want to. It's uh, Alicia Davis, and um, I just uh, I for 2018. You know, as I've said, my hope is that both for myself as well as for my clients and the women in my speaker sisterhood group is to support them in being fearless in whatever way they want to be and speak their truth and to take action that feels inspired. And so um, I would just invite everyone listening to, uh, you know, try on those words or try on, you know, try to kind of feel and find and experience your own three words for the year as a, as a way to guide yourself. I love that. It's a good challenge to give everybody to have that focus. Well, Alicia, thanks so much for coming on the show today. It was really great to hear your speech and to get your reflections and learn more about your journey as a member and a leader in the, in the speaker sisterhood. So thank you so much. Thanks, Angela. Thanks for, uh, thanks for doing this and for, for choosing, um, 
for choosing me and uh, and the women in our group. And you're an you're an amazing leader. And I just uh, and I love your podcast. I feel honored to be on it. <laughs> Thank you. Great to have you here. All right. Thanks. Thanks. So what's your name? My name's Beth Fairservice. And how old are you? (laughs) (laughs) You don't have to answer that. I'm 53. Okay. How long have you been a member of the Speaker Sisterhood? Um, I think a year and a half now. Yeah. 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 It's crazy. Yeah. How many speeches have you given? I don't know. Yeah. Like 10? 10 maybe. 15? Yeah. Which speech are you doing tonight in their curriculum? Truth. And what's the subject of your speech? Well, the question is, what what have I never said out loud before? And so I haven't said it out loud yet. So I don't know if this is the moment. <laughs> but I'm going to talk about um, women and history and our placement in it and how I feel about that. Like that there's these secret feelings of rage and hope that I have. Why did you choose this topic? Um, because it's up for me right now. Yeah. How are you feeling right now? Just moments before you give your speech. I'm nervous. I, I have some, you know, inner kind of twisting in my gut a little bit, but I have been doing this and for a while now. And so there's all much more, there's more excitement. I'm more excited about doing it than I am afraid. Does it feel different than past speeches or the same? Um, I think that it's actually getting harder the more I do it in a way, because there's more that I'm trying to have more of an understanding of what I'm doing, but it's good in that way. So is your, as you get deeper into it, you're seeing it differently? Yeah. Or that I'm like, I've, I've often just come in and improvised and that's what I do best. But now I'm trying to sort of be more controlling and, uh, so that I can meet audiences more specifically. And I find that harder. So, I mean, I maybe I just need to sort of not try to do that. I don't know. (laughs) That's part of the journey, right? Figuring out how you want to show up. Yeah. So why are you doing this? Why did you decide to sign up and give speeches? Um, I really love to perform and to speak. I just, because, and actually that's part of what I want to talk about tonight is that I kind of am a magical thinker that I have ideas And I think that everybody already knows them. And what I keep discovering is that really a lot of people need people to say things so that they can confirm something they already know in themselves. And I'm, and I feel like I'm, I've been a child actor, you know, like a little girl out on the stage, get on the stage, Bethy, you know, so I feel like I'm, I'm, this is my service to the world is because I'm not afraid. Really. I'm not really, really afraid. I'm afraid, but I'm not so afraid that I won't do it. (laughs) I love that. It's so true. Speakers often give their audience permission to have those same feelings and and say those things out loud. Yes. So in one word, what does it mean to you to claim the stage? One word? Yeah. Power. 
Thank you. Thank you, Angela. You're the best. <laughs> You're the best. No, no, no. <laughs> You're the best. No. No. <laughs> I'm doing the truth speech. And what kind of feedback do you like? Uh, I'd love feedback about making sense because I feel like I'm, I, I, as usual, have like a lot of content. <laughs> and um, yeah, and things that you think I would be good to emphasize or do more of. I can think. I miss truth. Is it truth or power? Truth. <clears throat> So the other day, um, my son is 12 and um, he has gotten hooked on Friends, which is a sitcom, a TV sitcom. No. And I, you know, and he, he wasn't, he didn't have the headphones on at that point. I did notice that, that you can't hear what they're listening to anymore because they're on headphones. But I looked around and I saw this guy, you know, the character that's got the slick hair. And Fonzie from Happy Days just like flashed through my memory. And I realized that I've never really said out loud that I had a pretty deep crush on Fonzie <laughs> when I was young. And I've been thinking a lot about it lately because um, we're in a major crisis um, in relationship between what men are and what women are and what this planet is about and what we're doing. And I was thinking and talking a bit and with some friends about David Data, who's this um, yoga sex guy who talks about masculine and feminine energy. So I started watching him and um, had my husband watch him. And I realized that Fonzie had a gaze. And that gaze was about, I, I'm seeing into you, babe. I'm seeing into you. I'm seeing you. I'm seeing something. Of course, you think about who he represented. Culturally, he was the bad guy. And so here we are. Here I am, little girl. I see this. I'm really attracted to him. And underlying that, I know that that attraction that I'm feeling because he's seeing something is something that I should reject. And that I should be more interested in guys who don't see me because that's safer. And data, David Data is talking about that the masculine energy, whether you're dealing with women and women, men and men, however it plays itself out, men are supposed to see in to the feminine and the feminine is moving and changing and becoming something constantly. And that's what we want. We want to be freed up to be able to transform ourselves constantly. And we need a witness that is totally loyal and devoted, totally going to watch and experience and want to bring bliss into the universe because the meeting between masculine and feminine is the sacred act that creates life. It's so sacred. So that energy is in there. And 
Okay, next step. The other thing I've never said is I'm a magical thinker. Like I think that if I think it, then everybody must already know it. And and that I that I that if I could just think it, then it would change. So this like this whole issue goes right back for me to the roots of the Adam and Eve story. And and what a completely messed up, destructive, violent, unbelievably wrenching story that is. And we've been carrying it around for for 2500 years that somehow or another women poisoned men's consciousness and got us all kicked out of Eve out of out of Eden. Eden. <laughs> that just boils me. It just makes me so angry because it's just a story and it's clearly a story that was written by an emasculated man who could not stand the fact that a woman actually knew everything about all of the plants and knew everything about what the snake wanted to do and knew everything about what it meant to live on earth. And, and they felt emasculated because we knew what to do. And I know when I live into my body, I have birthed my son. I know what it feels like. I've bled. We all know what that means. We've bled. We like, we know this earth in a really core way. And there's this whole game going on with our minds and our relationships that's about how we're somehow uh, tainted and dangerous and wrong and therefore uh, oppressible and we should be punished and we should be controlled and we should be not allowed to live into our power and our strength. So... I'm wondering what it would feel like if we, each one of us, could begin to shift the paradigm in our mind, body, and say, you need to watch me now. And if you're not watching me, if you're not really giving me full attention and full loyalty to what I have to say, I'm going to walk away because I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to waste my time. And ask that of the men in our lives. Ask that of the masculine in our lives, including inside our own consciousness. Because we have the masculine and feminine playing itself out inside of ourselves. And we have a masculine that, we've in, that many of us have taken in that's judgmental, that's cruel and unkind to the creative, wild, fantastic, amazing, clear-feeling um, you know, mojo of what it means to be a feminine being. And we have this other part that's like, I get to work. What are you doing? You're wasting your time. This isn't going to work. So if we can talk to that masculine inside ourselves first and say, if you're not paying total attention with loyalty and kindness and love and really, really, really wanting to know what it's like to watch me change, to watch me flower, to watch me create, to watch me become all the power that is totally inherent in my body, then to hell with you. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get a new inner masculine. And my masculine is gonna be a Casanova. It's gonna be an energy inside of me that's just like, oh my God, baby, you are so amazing. 
I just want to see what you do next. And I'm also going to sit here and watch and help you take notes. And I'm going to make sure you get paid well. So that when you have this creative project and that creative project and that creative project and that creative project, I help you organize them. Because that's what I'm here for. And that's what I'm really here for in your life. And then we extend that to our partners. And we say, watch David Data because he will show you that you need to pay attention. You need to drop into your loins and into your hips. And you need to penetrate the miracle, which is the feminine. That's the, how do we say it? It's like everything needs to attend to us now. Everybody, all masculine energy needs to attend to the female. If that's not happening, it's not happening. Bing. Bam. All right, I am here with Beth about a week after she delivered her speech, and we're going to get a chance to hear from her about how she felt it went and what she learned and any other reflections she has to share. So, Beth, welcome to the show. Thank you, Angela. It's great to be here. (laughs) What did you think of your speech? I was really excited about it. I felt like I really opened up to um, some issues that I've been thinking about a lot and that I really went for it and clarified. Um, Like as I was giving this speech, I was really on fire and I was getting more and more clarity about what it is I really want to talk about while it was happening. So it was great. Yeah. And your speech really touched so many of the women in the room that night. I received emails from them saying, oh my God, Beth's speech was so amazing. And like Amber and I've talked about it a couple of times and some of the other members at our meeting last night brought it up again because it was so powerful and profound and it really touched on something that we're just not talking about and that that duality of the, the masculine and the feminine and how they how they play together is just such an important topic. What did you learn about yourself as a result of giving that speech? Wow. I mean, I, I, um, I feel really different now after having given it. I feel that I'm more in line with my path and that there was like that feeling that I was speaking truth um, that was sort of channeling through me. Um, and so I, I kind of have more trust, I think, in my, in my ability to, to represent something that people need without it really being about me in a weird way. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Was there anything that you would do differently now, now that you've delivered the speech? Uh, differently with the speech. Um, at this point, I think I may have spent more time talking about the masculine and the feminine inside of people, inside our own psyche, because that's really where my expertise 
is as a counselor. Um, and I think that that's really the, the, the seed of where we're going to be able to make shifts is when we're really experiencing what it is that we're doing to ourselves first. Um, so then, but that's, that's another speech. Like I get to do that next level. Um, and I feel like it's, there's two things happening. One is that there's sort of more flushing out what the issues are within the speech. And then there's also the expansion into getting uh, the message out that the story that women are tainted or oppress or are oppressible because we did something terrible in, you know, the Bible is really time for that to go away. And I think that that story needs to be told in a very big way. Yeah. What is your plan for this speech or this topic? Um, I am working on a book called The Way of the Mindful Creative. <gasps> and and the, the mindful part is the sort of masculine consciousness witnessing the creative, which is the feminine. Mm. And... Um, that book is going to be working with those ideas and also helping to support people to become more in actually the feminine energy and to really define and understand the masculine. Um, it needs to, the whole idea of what the masculine energy is about needs to shift because there's just so much inner self-abuse that's happening with women where we're there's self-hating going on that's really limiting our ability to be creative and expressive in the world and we're vitally needed at this point i think humanity is really dependent actually on women's uh liberation on women's um coming into our creative power um so that's where the book is headed and I'm doing other projects that are mindful, creative projects. And I also teach, I'm teaching, uh, I mean, I'm doing therapy groups that are mindfully creative. based. Wow. Are you using the speeches as an opportunity to kind of flesh out the material and, and get deeper into it through expressing the things you're going to write about or how does the speech tie into the creation of the book? I didn't even know that I could speak like I can until I came to speakerhood and um, started practicing. And um, and the more that I realized that I could represent ideas with my voice, the more I'm coming into my power around vital oh no we're losing you that that builds Matthew's still there you lost that last part yeah yeah I'm here um could you repeat that yeah um a um, the speakerhood, I wouldn't be sitting where I am now in terms of the work that I'm reading a book if I hadn't joined the speaker sisterhood because uh, speaking um, in a safe space has given me access to uh, 
a power within myself that I didn't have before. Um, And I feel more confident that I could really pull off um, bringing a whole way of thinking into the world because I've learned, I've learned that I can do that in that room in the speaker sisterhood. It's pretty amazing. So I'm, I'm so grateful to you for really starting this up, making it happen because I think it's, it's just like the flowering. It's like the core flowering of women's power to do this work. Yes. And it's fun. It's interesting for me to hear that because I've witnessed you give speeches for the last almost year and a half. And it's almost seemed like since day one that you had this power and ability to communicate these really big concepts, you know, all along. And it's interesting to hear that you're discovering that in yourself because from the outside perspective, it's like, it's always, it's always been there. So I love that you're connecting with it now and you're exploring it and you're using it to share with others. That's so great. Is there anything you would say to women who are on the fence about doing this type of work, like exploring their voice, joining the speaker sisterhood? What would you say to them? Well, I just from the group that even people who don't have a big intention to speak as a speaker are finding a way to connect with their vulnerability and their um, and their truth, really, and that that is a is a is a healing process. Um, and it's a really safe environment. The way that you've set up the structure is, is mostly about having a really good time. And it's also about, um, having a structure that supports really positive feedback and, um, self care. Um, so I think if somebody isn't sure they should absolutely try it before they make any decisions because <laughs> it's, <laughs> It's a real life changer. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything else you want to add about your experience or about your speech or what you're doing next? Um, you know, the next thing is, is how to really learn, learn how to go in a, a you know, I, it's a it's a given that it's going to be a safe environment in a speaker sisterhood circle. Um, now my next step is to be able to walk out in front of an audience that I don't know and to be able to deliver the speech with the same level of passion. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think my next step also will be it will be you know bringing about the book and being able to solidify my. as I grow personally, which is actually what it means to be a mindful creative is that we are changing and that we, we show respect for ourselves in our, in our blossoming and how we shift and change. Um, so I'm working on how to really make that, really make that okay, wherever it is I, I find myself. And hopefully that's going to be more as a professional speaker and also as a workshop leader and a spiritual teacher and in particular working with large scale events that bring about joy and clarity for people. I love that. I can't wait till your book comes out so I can have you back on the show to interview you about it (laughs) and have you share all of your amazing ideas. (laughs) 
That's a great motivation for me, Angela. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. So make sure I'm the first person you call. <laughs> okay. Okay. Absolutely. Okay, good. Well, Beth, thanks so much for coming on the show. Thank you for agreeing to have your speech recorded and sharing it with a larger audience. It's oh, an important good. message that everyone needs to hear. And I'm so grateful to have you in the club and to know you. Oh, you too, Angela. Absolutely. Okay. All right. I look Thank you. to seeing other women speak out too. Yeah, me too. <laughs> All right. Cool. Take care. What did you think? <laughs> Was that awesome or what? <laughs> These two are such powerhouses. I mean, Beth's speech on masculinity and femininity stayed with me for like, I mean, it's still in my mind, but like the whole rest of that week, I just kept thinking about myself and how do I view myself and, and what if other people could identify with those two energies in different ways? And it just really gave me such food for thought and Alicia's power in her speech and her self-discovery and her leadership and her speaking skills are just so impressive. And I really love watching these women give presentations. You can also see Alicia's speech on the Speaker Sisterhood website. She recorded that with Facebook Live at the same time. And we have it on our blog if you want to see her live uh, giving that speech. So thanks everyone for listening today. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. There are four more parts of this mini series and we have so many more speeches to go. I can't wait to share more with you so you can have that same feeling I have every time I sit in those meetings and get to watch these speeches. So that does it for me today. As always, stop waiting, start creating. I'll see you next time.